Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, awesomes, it's Meg, and we do have a brand new episode in our Midlife with Mindy and Meg series for you today. Before we get into the episode, I have Mindy here with me, and Mindy, you have put together a truly awesome survey that uh, speaks to all of these issues of midlife that we've been discussing. Tell us a little bit about it and where the awesomes can find it. Okay, this was totally prompted by Jesse Lee in the Hangout, who shared that she asked her partner a question, what what symptoms of perimenopause and menopause do you know? And he was like, um, uh, hot flash? And that's it. And <laughs> yep. she was able to say, well, I have a series for you. And <laughs> she was so grateful and we were beaming with joy. But because of that, we realized we wanted to gather some information, but we also wanted to help you gather information. So we have created a survey. It is a menopause, perimenopause survey for friends and family. So if you are a longtime listener of this series, this this is not for you, but it's for you to share because it will be incredibly revealing for you to give this to your partner or your adult children or your friends or your coworkers and see what they actually know, or it will probably end up being what they don't know about perimenopause and menopause. So please share this survey. It's in the show notes with anyone and everyone that you can who is not experiencing this. So this survey, like I said, is not for people who know this. Right, it is right, to right. See, it is to see what those who don't go through this or haven't gone through this know. So yeah, yes. we would love to get your responses to that. It's kind of like a BuzzFeed quiz, only it's yeah. more awesome. <laughs> it is. It's very short. It's not long answer. It's just multiple toys. So it, it'll go really quickly. But getting that intel will be super fun for Meg and I. But I have a really strong belief that you also, listener, will be like, wait, what? You don't know any of these? Let's sit down yes. and have a chat. <laughs> So like Mindy said, you can find the link in the show notes for their survey. We would love to have you pass it on to the people in your life. And now on to the episode. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. I'm your host, Meg Teets, and I am so happy to be joined today by Sorta Awesome regular Mindy Browse. Hi, Mindy. Hi, Meg. So glad to be here. Well, you guys know if Mindy's here, we're talking all things midlife for our Midlife with Mindy and Meg series. As a reminder, if this is your first time listening to Midlife with Mindy and Meg on Sorta Awesome, just a little reminder, let you know that we have a playlist with all of our conversations and there are many of them. I've got a playlist put together on Spotify to make it super easy to find those and listen to them and to share with your friends and maybe even your family um, along the way. So Mindy, we are having a conversation today that's inspired by real life events, ripped, <laughs> from, right. the, ripped from the headlines <laughs> of <right>. life. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about this very interesting part of midlife that has to do with transitions in family life. This is on my mind because we just this very month moved um, my oldest daughter, our oldest daughter, Daisy, into her new home on the campus of Florida State University. Mindy is a few paces ahead of me on this path, aren't you, Mindy? Yeah, I've got four 
um, graduated, but only two out of the house because of COVID. So that's an interesting yes. conversation also. But yeah. Yeah, that's part of it, too, that mm-hmm. other generations of parents have had to deal with is this interruption of life and rhythm and routines and rituals and all of that because of a global pandemic. But because Mindy has walked this path, I've got questions <laughs> and I need advice. And that <laughs> is genuinely what we're going to be talking about this time on Midlife with Mindy and Meg. We we do a lot of talking about the changes to our um, physical beings and how that is impacted, how, you know, like things that are going on with our minds and our, our souls, our spirits, our bodies, it's all interconnected. But we do a lot of talking about the changes of midlife that we experience bodily. But Mindy, I think that you probably have quite a few thoughts too on the changes of life just in family and dynamics. Yes. Um, it's there's so, a lot there. so different. It, it's really, it's just such a incredibly different season for so many reasons. And I just want to say off the bat, if you have, you don't have children or you haven't um, launched any yet, that doesn't mean this episode is not for you because right. something we've been saying for the whole series is that you're going to have friends, family, um, coworkers that are in this season and helping understand what they are going through or what they've been going through just always brings empathy, but it also brings uh, wisdom on how you can give grace or how you can equip or whatever. So, yes. yeah. So helpful. Um, I, as we were getting Daisy ready to go and literally leaving on a jet plane, all of that, a number of friends were texting along the way and just checking in and, and definitely friends and um, people that just that haven't been in this phase of life or mm-hmm. were still like, Hey, I know this is like a really huge thing. So just yeah. checking in. So absolutely agree with Mindy, regardless of what family life looks like for you, I think this will be a good and helpful conversation. So we've got a lot to talk about in terms of uh, this big transition in family life, whenever it may happen, if it happens for you, we're going to talk about that today on Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are so happy that you have found us. Welcome to Sorta Awesome, wherever you are listening, however you're listening. We're so happy that you have found us. We are not just a podcast at Sorta Awesome. We're also a community that is here to support you no matter what stage of life you are in. We are there for you as a community to find us as a community. Go ahead and hop outside of your podcast app or wherever you're listening to us and find us on social media because truly that is the heartbeat of our community. That's where the real interaction takes place and where we really do so much to support finding awesome in the everyday in the everyday life things. So come and find us on Facebook. We would love to have you over there at facebook.com. Uh, slash group slash sort of awesome hangout. Like I, why, like, why am I giving the whole URL? <laughs> we, we don't need to do that anymore. Mike. I, um, I want to say that just y- last night I saw a comment that I wanted to tell you about because I okay. think it's such, um, an encouragement for you and the hangout you've created there. Um, I just, uh, got to register for Sharon Says So's book club, but Sharon McMahon oh, is really excited about, um, the book club that she does. And 
she's, you know, ginormous presence yes. and on online. And when I shared that I was doing it, somebody chimed in and said, Sharon's book club community and the sort of awesome hangout are my two favorite places on the internet. And I was like, Aww. that is a wow. big so I just wanted That's- to tell you that. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty great. That just gave me chills. That is incredibly um, wonderful company to be included in, for sure, for sure. And truly, for eight years, we really have been navigating what it looks like to not just be an online community, which is so, so important, but then the things that we learn in there that we share with each other, the, the advice we give and receive, those are real tangible things that many of us apply in our lives outside of the internet in our real 3D offline lives, we're really impacted by the things that we um, are able to talk about and discover together in our communities. And the Hangout is a great place for that. We are also on Instagram. It's sort of awesome show. If you'd like a little extra awesome in your Instagram feed, we'd love to have you join us over there as well. So um, like we said at the top of the show, this is the Midlife with Mindy and Meg series. Again, just a reminder, I will put a link in the show notes for you guys if you want to go check out the whole Spotify playlist. Um, Mindy, before Before we get to our midlife conversation today, let's go ahead and start the show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life a little bit more awesome right now. It could be a book or a TV show, a movie, a podcast, a product, a recipe, an app. I'm just like trying to think of all of the things that we have talked about on the show. So many things, so many things. So many things through the years. Whatever is making life a little bit more awesome right now, that's what Awesome of the Week is all about. So Mindy, what do you have for us this week? I have a book this week. Yay! I was hoping you would. Because I've become a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, I also have a YouTube link. (laughs) (laughs) Just subtly bringing in a double awesome of the week for us. That's why we love it. I think Kelly and Rebecca would understand why. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, so my first one is a book and it is (gasps) Shark Heart, A Love Story by Emily Habeck. Habeck. I'm not sure I should have checked that. I had to pronounce that. Okay, first of all, the cover is stunning. If you're not Isn't it? watching on yes. YouTube, which is, I'm sure, you know, if you're not, it's fine. The cover is what hooked me. I have two friends that we read together often, and uh, Shyla and Laura, and they were like, oh, you want to read that with us? And I was like, I saw the cover. I was like, sure. I had zero idea yes. what it was about. Yeah. I do that all the time, Meg. I am, mm-hmm. I really do judge a book by its cover or yeah. by oh, totally by friends who say read it. I'm like, okay. And I don't mm-hmm. I don't read anything about that. I just did that for my Zoom with Mindy Book Club. We did um, Never Let Me Go and Jen Hayden was our co host and she was like, Okay, but don't don't look up what it is. I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what it was about. Um but this awesome of the week, have you read it already, Meg? I just started it. I have it. I have the okay. actual physical copy. I don't know if you know this, but Laura Tremaine um, posted about this earlier in the summer when she read oh, it. Okay. Um, she got an advance. She got an advanced copy of it. She loved it. But the author is from our hometown, our little tiny no town. Way. Yes. Our little tiny town in Oklahoma is where oh, she's from. I and did so- not know that. Between who the author is and the cover art, this book has been on my radar. So I picked mm-hmm. it for book of the month, an actual 
physical hardcover copy of the book. And I just started it and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. So first of all, I did read um, a book of the month version from my friend, Laura, but -hmm. there was some miscommunication with one of my kids and they picked this up for me with a gift card and I'm totally fine owning it because that's how much I loved it. I will let you know that the non book of the month version has shark skin texture <gasps> down the middle of it. Um, nice. Yeah, which is really fun. Um, but anyway, yes. okay. So, listeners, when I tell you the premise, you're going to be like, mm, thanks, but no thanks. And, and I just <laughs> encourage you to hear me out. Just like when my kids said, Hamilton is a hip hop musical about the founding fathers. And I said, <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Right. I was wrong. Okay. I am not saying this is on par with Hamilton, okay? Because <laughs> Hamilton they're just, is they're is two a, different things. There's just there's nothing spaces. that can yeah. compare to Hamilton. Like let's just say that. Yeah. But when I tell you that the premise is we live in a modern world where humans can mutate into animals mm-hmm. fully, transform. It's called mutation, and they transform into animals, or um, a baby in utero, a fetus in utero can mutate into an animal while still in utero. That's the world we live in, in this, in this novel. Okay. And, um, when I tell you that two newlyweds, Lewis and Ren, get one of the worst diagnoses you can get, um, for mutation, Lewis is going to transform into a great white shark. Mm-hmm. And the great white shark transformation is one of the fastest. So they don't have a lot of time together. Okay. So that's the premise. And I know you're like, why would I want to read that? Well, you want to read it not only because of the metaphor, which is powerful and will really (laughs) touch your heart, especially if you have lost loved ones to terminal diseases Mm. um, or anything like that. Um, But it also is truly a beautiful love story. And that is why it says that a love story is it is about what what will you hang on to? What will you let go? What is the most important part of your relationship? And what will you do to love each other all the way until the very end? And I just loved it. It also brings in, of course, because I think all good love stories need to be honest and show the uh, family life that affects Mm -hmm. the love story. You know, when I was hosting back when I was younger and hosting baby showers and wedding showers to young girls. And I would say, people tell you you don't marry the family, but that's a lie because you do marry the family because the person you marry comes with baggage. A family, Like we've talked about. Good, bad, whatever. Everyone comes with something from their origin family and it affects Mm -hmm. us. And so it does go into that more. And shows why Lewis and why Ren are handling this diagnosis the way they are. Mm. How are they going to challenge themselves? It yeah. is beautiful. It's also a very quick read. And I can see while some people aren't going to be a huge fan of this book because the, the writing is very different. So I will say, you know, I'm a huge audio book fan, like mm-hmm. probably over 90% of my books or audio that I read in a year. But I'm going to say, pick this one up in print. And I'm going to say that because it is written in 
and a very intentional style at times. And I think you, I think we're going to lose that if we do it on audio. So sometimes okay. it's journal style and very short pages. Sometimes it is a script. And that's okay. because Lewis is an actor and the play mm. and the stage means a lot to him. And then other times we have kind of like almost like a poetry style of writing where the okay. words um, kind of become lists um, in, in, in the journal. And okay. I think if we heard that on audio, it wouldn't come across as the author is intending. And sure. So I really just want to encourage everyone to pick this up. So I can see why you can see the the style. So one time it'll be March and it'll just have three lines and it'll say April and it'll have yes. five lines, you know. Um, yeah. So all that to say, I loved it. I wanted to start rereading it as soon as I finished. Oh, wow. Which doesn't happen often, especially if yeah. I've read something on paper. I rarely am like, well, oh, I'm going to do that again right now. Right. So anyway, it's very different. And yet it's not because it's ultimately about love. And oh. I think I think you should read it. I think everyone should read it. It's very good. So that's okay. my book. Really quickly, my other awesome of the week. And you are not going to be surprised by this. Um, okay. I wore my Beartown shirt on purpose. I see that. Yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm, I'm a huge Frederick Bachman Beartown fan. But this is about bears. And I've been talking about them the whole series. Yes. The fat bears. Okay, guys. Fat, the fat bears. bears. The fat bears are here. And they're, okay. at Kat, they're at Katmai right now. The YouTube live stream is called Brooks Falls Katmai National Park at explore.org on YouTube. Okay. It's free. You can watch it live. You will see all the bears. You'll see them coming. You'll see them just doing their thing. I want to encourage you. Like, I know, like, people love ASMR rooms, you know, on their yes. TVs. This I is love a ASMR really room. fantastic one because you have this beautiful view in Alaska. Yes. You have the waterfall. It's relaxing and you get to see the bears. But if you will level up and turn the chat on, you will learn all about the bears and you will have a really tiny glimpse into this fandom that is just adorable and cheering oh on these bears. Because I don't remember when I get to be on next, but... Fat Bear Week, Voting Week, is going to be in October, first week or so of October. Okay. So I'm just telling you now, go watch. We have gotten to where we put it on the TV all day. Yes. So that, one, we're not tempted to put something on for Jubilee because Jubilee yes. has us wrapped around her little pinky. And yes, 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 yes. It, this way, we're like, oh, no, the bears are on, you know. Secondly, it is a little bit of education by osmosis for my older children because they'll just come and sit in there and maybe be playing on their phone but they'll start reading the chat or they're just like oh is that so-and-so oh what wait what are they doing right there oh you know and i'm like you're learning (laughs) (laughs) sneaky learning time learning time about nature so there you go those are my awesomes of the week a book about a a man who becomes a shark and some fat bears in alaska you're welcome it's it's very nature centric <laughs> this week with Vindy. <laughs> no, I love both of those. Um, I'm so excited to really get into, uh, into Shark Heart. And then also I'm, it, when you very first started talking about the live stream, instantly I thought I've got to turn this on, on our downstairs TV because now that most of my kids are out of the house during the day, I only have one and she stays in her room a lot to do her schoolwork and whatever. Yeah. My dogs are like, 
lonely. Oh, and yeah. so I have been putting it on YouTube videos that are like videos for dogs, but I think this would be even better. And maybe I will sit in there and learn something sneakily as well. So oh, there you go. It's, it's so quirky, great. but it reminded me of when you did that wonderful book club on, um, this is not a book about Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. And that it's okay to have things that we're like really wacky wild for. And the yes. bears are it for me. But you will Love see it. like 2,000 people every, whenever it's on, over 2,000 people are watching this live stream at all times. Oh, I love <laughs> it. hilarious. All right. So what it. is your awesome of the week? So mine is, mine's not nearly as speaks to your Weird. soul okay. as yours are. No, yours are, <laughs> yours are like really like deep and like really ministering to our spirits in this okay. moment. Mine is like just super practical. Okay. okay. We need it. We need that too. <laughs> well, for a long time, a uh, couple of years, I've noticed that more and more women are wearing like athletic skirts, like tennis skirts, tennis mm-hmm. style skirts with t-shirts and whatever, just out and about. And I've been so intrigued by this because I love a skirt. I haven't worn them as often. I like kind of go through these phases. Like sometimes I'm just going to be like in an all, all linen pants all the time phase. And then I'm, you know, onto something else. And so I just, I was like this year, especially as I was getting ready to go to Florida with Daisy to help her move into her dorm. I was like, I really want to get one of those athletic skirts because it would be nice and cool and I can move around in it really easily. We're going to be literally moving stuff. So I wanted to do that, but I didn't want to, I didn't know if I was going to like it or not. So I didn't want to spend the big bucks of like the more well-known brands. Sure. So I did find one on Amazon, Mindy, and I have to say I am completely in love with it and I will probably get at least one more, maybe at a few least. more. Yeah. Okay. So this is from the Amazon brand Udoos, which is, I guess it's called Udoos. It's spelled okay. E-W-E, like you, like a, like a female sheep. Okay. Yeah. And the D-O-O-S. I don't know. You know how these okay. Amazon brands can I know. be. Apparently, and I don't have any leggings from this brand, but I was reading through the comments. Apparently, they also have really great leggings. But this is the Udoos tennis skirt for women with pockets. So it's oh. a it's a skirt style. So it's got the shorts underneath and the shorts that go Ooh, underneath the skirt. Yes, they do have pockets, which was so it says four pockets. Great. Yeah, well, four? two of. Yeah, two of the pockets are like the kind, if you are going to use tiny. this for actual, well, if you're going to use this for uh, actual athletics, like tennis. golfing or tennis, yeah, you okay. can put the, the tennis they're ball. like the kind uh, that you can, like the pocket goes up instead yeah. of in. I don't know. Right, anyway. right. Just slip the, slip the tennis ball in. Got it. Yeah, okay. exactly. If you're going to use this for real, real yes. for real Sports. sporting, <laughs> I used the pocket for my phone and keys and stuff okay. as we were um moving. And I've been wearing it just around town to run errands and like walking the dog and stuff. Okay. What, what I super love about this number one is the price point. Okay. Yeah. So like right now it's under $25 on Amazon, yeah. which is great. I, Number two, love that the, the shorts have pockets. And then number three, the length is just right for a woman in midlife. Some some mm-hmm. athletic skirts are, you know, 
whatever your age is, wear what you like, wear what you want to wear, what you feel good in. For me, I like something that's just like a little bit longer. That's more like, yeah, like a mom would wear that. I, I like stuff like that. I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not ashamed of my body, but I'm also not ashamed to be like, I don't want to show all that. So exactly. Thank you. That's yeah. exactly where I am. And so I like that the length on this is just a little bit longer than some of the ones I've seen okay. um, without being too long to where it kind of gets in the way and defeats the purpose of wearing an athletic skirt. Yes. So I love that. Um, I wear like a size 14, 16, depending on the brand. And I got the extra large and I will say even the extra large is like a little loose in the waist. So you may want to even consider if you're playing around with sizes, you may want to size down. That's been my experience is it's just a little loose, not to the point where I, didn't like it. It was kind of nice. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> a little loose in the waist. Oh, it's been a while since I felt like <laughs> it was a little loose in the waist. Nice. nice. Eat that Florida food and, <laughs> That's and right. not yes. experience any tightness in your body. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, that, so yeah, I got it in black, but I think I might even get a few more colors. I kind of wish I would have discovered this uh, yeah, earlier right. in the summer, <laughs> uh-huh. but... Thankfully, for me, at least anyway, here in Oklahoma, we still got many, many weeks of warm weather so left. There's so a lot of styles. Yeah. So that was my awesome of the week for real, for real. I really loved that. We'll put links in the show notes for all of this. And Mindy and I have some really great conversation ahead. And we'll get to that when we come right back. Hey, friends, as a mom of five kids whose ages range from a university freshman all the way down to a pre-Ker, you know that I am often thinking about my kids, their education, and how we can set them up to succeed. And I know most parents are thinking about that a lot too. That's why I am so happy to have VAC as a sponsor of Sort of Awesome K-12 Powered Schools. K-12 Powered Schools can help your child reach their full potential and give you the support you need to get them there. Check it out. K-12 Powered Schools are accredited, tuition-free online public schools for students in kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. They are designed with an engaging curriculum that supports individual learning styles. With K-12, school can be anywhere that you have internet access. Kids can learn at their own pace and in their own place. And K-12 Powered Schools have state-certified teachers specially trained in teaching online. They totally know how to utilize hands-on innovative technology to make learning interactive. So Awesomes, join the more than 2 million families who have chosen K-12 and empower your student to reach their full potential now. Go to k12.com slash awesome today to learn more and find a tuition-free K-12 powered school near you. That's the letter K, the number 12.com slash awesome. K-12.com slash awesome. Okay, we are back. And this week, we are talking midlife with Mindy and Meg. I have Mindy Browse, one of our very dear and wonderful sort of awesome regulars. And Mindy, when we were talking about what to have a conversation about on this installment of our series, I was like, this is real life for me right now. Like, this is what my whole entire past month has been, but also... Even You're before in the that, uh-huh. yeah, there was a lot of lead up. There was getting through senior year of high school, which was more, just a lot more than I was prepared for. Um, and then there was the, the college applications and the choice and then the moving and all of that stuff. Um, and so this has been on my mind. And, you know, I, I mentioned that 
a number of people have, you know, kind of been checking in to see how things were going. But thankfully and and wonderfully, I feel so fortunate to have friends who are kind of clued into this, probably because I have so many Enneagram twos in my life who (laughs) they invite me to experience this thing you all call feelings. Feelings. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yes. But a number of people have been like, no, but like, how are you doing Mm -hmm. with everything? And I've kind of been telling people like, just let me get through the move. And then we can talk about the feelings. And it's hard, Mindy. It's like really hard. Um, yeah. Kyle and I both like, it'll hit us at strange times. Like, um, Kyle's like, you know, when you, when you guys were gone, I found I was still like setting the table for seven people. Mm -hmm. You're like, (laughs) and (laughs) yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, you know, just like it's the little things like that throughout the day. Now, Mm -hmm. thankfully, we do live in this wonderful world of technology and communication. So, I mean, Daisy and I, we text and talk and phone calls and FaceTime and all of that stuff, but it's just different, you know, it's someone's not there. I will never forget. I can see him right now, the the times my mom drove off after leaving me at college. The first time uh, when I was only an hour and 15 minutes away, and then another time when I was eight hours away. And mm. and I, there was lots of crying, even though yes. I wanted it, I was ready and all that. And so, yeah. And then on the flip side, when you're when your first little birdie leaves the nest to go fly, um, it's a big deal. And I, yeah, it's hard, Meg. It's hard. But, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking and praying about this episode. And I just want to say to some of our listeners that I see you. If you're sad because this wasn't as sad as it is for your friends, because your friends mm. um, have a um, a really dreamy and close relationship with their child who is leaving. And while that's something you always dreamed of and thought you would have, and you don't, and mm. when your firstborn leaves, you are sad because you're not sad. Um, mm. Yeah, because you both needed it, and it was it's yeah. a relief in different ways that you both needed this um, birdie to do some flying. And I just want you to know, I see you. Um, and this season is really, really hard for us too. Cause that, that was me for my first mm. and my second actually. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and that was really hard too, because there's, um, this real loss of a dream that okay. you've been experiencing yeah. for a while when, I mean, cause you mm-hmm. know, you know, you, you feel it and, and you watch all your friends and you are seeing everything on Facebook about people who are so sobbing and they just can't think, stop calling and they're so close with their child and they're their best friend. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's not our reality. And it doesn't mean it's not hard though. It's hard in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah. So I just, I want you to know that if that's you and you're listening to this episode, you're not alone. And yeah. I'm here and there are others who have felt this same way and and I know it's hard too. So watching our firstborns leave the nest is just hard no matter what. And 
it's very natural, right? That's why we call it birds leaving the nest. And that's why mm-hmm. animals have, you know, handle it different ways. But um, it's, it's a big deal. And so, Meg, I've been thinking about you a lot because it is, in my opinion, it's one of the biggest um, milestones for mm-hmm. midlife if you're a parent. Yes. And yeah. it's not like a, a, a physical one like we've been talking about, but there's others. We've talked about the shift in mindset. We've talked about shift in um, what we want to be doing and and parenting our parents, which is another, Mm -hmm. I think, milestone of midlife. And we talked about that in episode 395. And so there's a lot that midlife brings. That's why they're called midlife crises. That's why they happen because there are some seismic shifts that happen. And this one is seismic. And I've been thinking about you a lot. And even when you have more children at home, it doesn't make it any easier. I mean, this was your first baby. This is the Mm -hmm. first one. And I think this is just a really big shift. So it's natural, but it's hard. And um, it's hard in in a variety of different ways. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's hard in in different ways. And it's it's really happy in a lot of ways. And people, you know, have been asking me, are you sad? Are you doing okay? And aside from being an Enneagram 9, who's not always in touch with their feelings, um, I genuinely, I am, I have like, kind of like little like heart squeeze moments where Uh I'll just, you know, something will happen or I'll see something in the house. And it just, you know, reminds me that Daisy isn't here. And it's just kind of like a little moment of sad. At the same time, she's so happy that it's so, it's that it makes it easier, I suppose, in a sense, because how could Mm -hmm. I be that sad when she's so happy um, to start this new chapter of her life. And, you know, she's had some sadness too. Yesterday, as we were uh, in this lead up to this (laughs) historic hurricane headed towards Florida, Uh yeah, to the part of Florida that she lives in, she wasn't like, I would think I was more freaked out than she was. Um, But, you know, she just, she just kept texting like, I really miss you, mama. I miss you. I miss you. And I think that even though she wasn't like necessarily scared, it was like her first kind of like big thing to happen when she's on her own. And it was like literally one week after we moved her in. She just really got thrown (laughs) into that. And it is, it's the epitome of bittersweet. Like I can think about moments in, in our lives as humans that are always bittersweet. This is one. And Absolutely. Um, watching them, you know, and it, it is, it's the realization of dreams mm. or the realization of some dreams not being met, right? There's a lot of different things that factor in here. If our relationships with our kids haven't always, haven't been what we wanted and, or things, you know, we're butting heads a lot and it's time. I remember at a wedding shower for a friend's son, I was like, I just can't imagine being ready, you know, and mm-hmm. I think Hannah Beth at the time was maybe four, and then I had some mm-hmm. others, you know, and it's like it's just, and I honestly, in my head, because of something, some lies I have believed as a mother the last 26 years, and this episode is not about that. We can do a, <laughs> a whole episode on that. Um, I thought that if I raised my child the right way, Mm. with air quotes um mm-hmm. then they wouldn't want to leave and i wouldn't want them to leave and oh, right. we would be so amazingly bonded and all these things and so i was kind of looking at her and i was like i just can't and she just looked at me like a woman who has gone before you yeah 
does um, with all love and said, you know, when it's time, you'll be ready. Yes. When it's time, you'll be ready and they'll be ready and it'll be a really, really good thing. Mm-hmm. And Mindy, Ms. J- M- you know, M- Mindy Judger McJudgerson was like, mm, you just haven't done that right. Now, did I say that out loud? No, I did not. But did I think it? Of course I did because I was terrible. And so then when I found myself really, really ready sooner than it happened, I was like, oh, this is what she meant. Some kids start spreading their wings in a little bit of an aggressive way. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Start flapping those wings. Yep. At Mm -hmm. young ages. And by the time they're graduating high school, it is like so time. And that's a hard dream to to watch mm-hmm. come to fruition too. Do you know what I mean, Meg? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. It's just kind of all over the place. But there is so much joy, even when my kids and I were ready for them to go. It was still beautiful. It was still beautiful to watch this. So there's a lot of really good things. Yeah. Yes. Well, I kind of would just like to ask you both on a personal note, just asking a dear friend and then also to share the awesomes. Like what are some things now that you've, you, this is a few years, Mm -hmm. you know, under the belt for you. Um, and like you, like me, you do still have kids at home. Like some, Mm -hmm. another part of this conversation is yes, my oldest is off at school. My next youngest child is about to turn 16. That's a new level of freedom and, mm-hmm. and dynamic there. But I also have a four-year-old. So <laughs> like I have many years of parenting. We're not normal. Ahead. We're, we're going to go we're not ahead the and norm. just say that, but we do exactly. experience these things also. So exactly. It exactly. Just means so our timeline is stretched out a little more. Our timeline just keeps going <laughs> as far as we, as far as the horizon, we can still just see ourselves parenting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, truly, as you think back, as your, <laughs> your older two were launching, and I also think if you want to throw in some wisdom and advice, Okay. For when you have adults who are still living at home, that's yeah. become much more talking, talk about the like new normal. That's become it much really more of an accepted part of what these transitions look like is that sometimes yep. they launch into adulthood, but they're still living at home. And so just like if you mm-hmm. look back on these years and what okay. you've learned, what would you tell your younger self or what advice do you have for those of us who are on the cusp of it? And even again, yeah. for those who are listening, who are like, um, I have little kids underfoot right now. They might like to hear this advice now too and tuck it away for the I future. I do wish that Mindy, you know, future Mindy had been able to talk to past Mindy back yeah. in the day. So yeah. first of all, yes, there, there are going to be things. And, and also, like you said, not only are kids not able to launch because of the economy right now, like, Mm-hmm. If you just have young kids and you are judging young adults still being at home, I want you to please go do some research about what it costs to get an apartment on, yes. right now. And it is the cost bonkers. of living right now is absolutely bonkers. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. So please don't be like Mindy did, used to be a little judgy. Take a d- deep breath and remember there's stuff going mm. on here. But it truly so is financial uh, for lots of kids are not able to launch Mm-hmm. And lots of young adults are choosing to do college from home because of finances mm-hmm. also. So yes. that's also what I'm going to be speaking to a little bit because they're adults and they're living at home and it's kind of complicated. So the very yeah. first thing that um, 
I there are two things that I heard late to the game that I wish I'd heard sooner. Okay. Um, and one, Susan Weisbauer gave a talk at a homeschool convention years ago. I've reached out to her because I couldn't find it. But if she reaches back out to me, I'll, I'll post the link. But one of the things is I wish I had done a few more of the things she said to do with my kids sooner. Okay. One, they need to go to the doctor on their own at least three times before they leave. Oh, to gosh, go to college. Well, I'm already I'm already behind the curve. Uh-huh. Indeed, we did not do that at all. <laughs> because going to the doctor when you're sick and mm-hmm. alone and you've never done it is incredibly stressful. And what happens is kids become really really sick because they don't go to the doctor. Oh, okay. Because yeah. They're, they're that unknown. They're like, "No, I just can't. And I don't know what to do and uh, right. it'll, I'll be fine." And then they end up getting strep becomes a huge deal or whatever. So one of the things is having your kids go to the doctor for well checks or just minor things on their own Mm -hmm. without you. Like, okay. And that means they're going to be calling you and asking you how to fill out the paperwork, but that's okay. That's a part of it. Yes. Yeah. They need to go pick up prescriptions by themselves. Mm -hmm. They need to know what to do if they get a flat tire by themselves. They need to know how to find a, a pharmacy an urgent care and a doctor that takes their insurance. Okay. They need to know how to do that. Um, they need to drive to the city that they will be living in alone for a while. Now, that was impossible for you to do, right? Right. Yeah. But then they definitely need to be driving in really big cities that are comparable mm-hmm. because yeah. um, when you're driving in an unknown city by yourself, it's very, it's oh, scary. Yeah. It's scary. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. It's and much that, I, b- better with these GPS voice things. Than yes. you, had. you know, I had the MapQuest pages Map printed Quest out. printouts. And, I have told my oh kids my that, that I we would print out instructions. They'd be like, you would be reading it while you're driving. And we were like, yeah, we didn't have yeah. a choice. We had and I, to hold I'm it so up. old that I didn't even have that. I literally well, had to stop had at gas maps. stations and buy maps yes. and yes. find it and write down on a piece of paper which little highway signs to be looking for. And anyway, yes. all that's the same. Yeah. I wish I had known to make my children do some of those things independently before they were going to have to do them independently. Does that make sense? Right. So, oh, absolutely. Yes. Those are all really key things. And then yeah. the second one is a book and it is, it is a game changer, Meg. Okay. And okay. It is called Doing Life with Your Adult Children, How to Keep the Welcome Mat Out and Your Mouth Shut. <laughs> and okay. It is by Jim Burns. It is a Christian book. It, so um, just just know that. But I have shared this on a, a podcast and they, I had people reach out and they're like, I'm not a Christian, but man, oh man, was this good. And I was like, okay, yes. Um, y'all, this is a different generation. It's totally different. They, and, and honestly, I think every generation is totally different. Oh, absolutely. But yes. there are some things that factor into this generation. They're the first ones going, um, to college with tons of online experience. They're first mm-hmm. ones that are, ex- have experienced like, you know, the global pandemic, but also a whole lot of unusual things happening. Not, I mean, obviously Vietnam generation had that. And that was a whole different trauma. Um, mm-hmm. But there's just been a lot that's not necessarily personal trauma, but is cultural trauma. Okay. And they are looking at the world very differently. And they're expecting certain things of us that our parents did not do and we're not used to. Okay. <laughs> and, okay. And it's probably not a part of what I we naturally 
want to do. Now, if you're a nine, this may not be the case, Meg. <laughs> but um, if you lean authoritarian or if you lean into the idea that, you know, we're, we were, we're here to give them wisdom. We're here to guide them. We're here to help. Guess what? This all changes when mm. they, when they become an adult, when they're 18 or when they go to college or whatever, your role changes and therefore your behavior does have to change too. And yeah. this book gives some really, really practical advice. So I just want to okay. encourage that to pick up that. Um, I also wish I had known the pros and cons of internet friends for my kids. Okay. This is, this probably is going to deal with more about kids who aren't able to leave home to go to college or mm. think young adults living at home sure. because their social circles are different versus yes. Stacy who gets to be in a dorm and all those things. But I do think it applies to kiddos who are really, really introverted yes. or socially anxious. Anxious. Yes. And they c- might lean into online groups, mm-hmm. online forums. Yes. And I just wish I had understood the pros and cons of those and mm-hmm. really talked to my kids about that way before they left. Mm, right. Um, because uh, some of our kids have leaned hard into those. And I mean, Meg, I'm wearing a shirt that is proof that I have online friends. I We, we know this. Online <laughs> friends are a real thing. And they're yes. healthy and good if you have boundaries and realistic right. um, uh, views and perspectives of them. But when our brains are not fully cooked, like J.B. Golden speaks about, when they're mm-hmm. not fully cooked, we don't perceive those as healthy as we should with the same kind yeah. of boundaries. And right. so I really encourage I encourage us to maybe research that and talk to our kids about that because yeah. um, they keep thinking, we're like, oh, it's not safe to go meet someone online. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. No. Well, that's true. In certain ways, <laughs> cases, the way our brains form our friendships around that cannot yes. be good. And we need to have that conversation um, right. with them. Yeah. And let's see. Okay. This is another one. Now, okay. This is a pro from the pandemic. There are some pros okay. that we, right, in our culture, we've, there are some silver linings. And one mm-hmm. of them is Uber Eats, all these yes. delivery things. Oh my you, gosh. I would encourage you to know. The quickest way to get something to your child, wherever they are right now. And that has been like when my daughter has needed medicine or she was too sick. Yes. And now she can do it herself now. She's a little bit older. But when they're 18, especially if they haven't done those kinds of things, if you can Uber Walgreens, whatever the term would be for Walgreens. Yeah, Instacart. Yes. Instacart. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. I can't get any of that where I live. Like, that's oh, how, right. Yes. How rural they don't I am. deliver to the mountains. They do not. They're like, <laughs> good luck with that. Um, but I, I wish I had practiced that. Like, okay, I need to send her Tylenol, a thermometer, some nausea meds. Bam, put them in my instant cart and get it to her quickly. So just kind of know that, um, which I think yeah. is good. And then here's one that, um, this kind of goes into the book, the part about um, doing life with your adult children and how to keep the welcome mat, mat out and your mouth shut. Make sure we're giving them space um, to flap those wings. So I thought, okay, we'll have a weekly family Zoom or well, Zoom wasn't invented, but <laughs> FaceTime or whatever. And yeah. We'll talk and we'll see each other. And what I was realizing is that she needed to have her calendar like be 
spontaneous with those friendships she was developing and go do things and not kind of feel any kind of guilty pressure from me or the family to check in at a certain time every week. So I say text and and talk to your kids about, hey, when I text you, I don't expect a response unless I say, let me know soon or something. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying hi. I am yes. not trying to make you talk right then and just say, Hey, I love you. I hope you're having a great day. And, and, yeah. and, and that's kind of it with no like expectations. Are you going to call me back? Are you going to, you know, like, exactly. Because yes. when I have thought about it, my, I loved college, Meg. I like, I <laughs> yeah, had a little, little, little too much fun at, for a certain, <laughs> my sophomore year, especially freshman year, but I loved it. I am an extrovert. Yeah. I was like, yep. this is heaven. There's all these people. I loved people. it too. So fun. Oh my goodness. And so I lived an hour and 15 minutes from home and I didn't come home for eight weeks. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. My mom is gone now, so I can't ask her. But one of the things when my first born got to be that age, I was like, oh, wow. That, I wonder if that sucked for her or if she was I like. Know. But she, I mean, I know it did because she, there were comments when I did finally come home eight weeks later with yeah. a lot of dirty clothes. But yeah, <laughs> I thought, how amazing was it that she did yep. give me that space? She didn't send me any guilt letters. She didn't send me, right. me any guilt voicemails on, you know, on my answering machine and, and yeah. all of those things. And our firstborn did her undergraduate at home and did her graduate she went to DC and that's where she is now. But still, I mean, she's not still, she's a full licensed speech therapist and she just practices there now. But while she was doing her freshman year, my husband was like, oh, she needs to tell me what time she's, where she's going and who she's going with and what time she's going to be back. And I was like, babe, um, did, is that how your freshman year of college went? And he was like, well, no, but, and I was like, mm. we told them we can't pay for college so you can live at home. Mm-hmm. And, and we will cover all of everything except the mm-hmm. college part. And yeah. we need to let it recognize this new season for her. Oh, it was quite the flip from our past mm-hmm. behaviors because I was the one that was. Rup, rup, rup. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, she's fine. And then all of a sudden this daddy was like, yes, where are you going? Who are you going with? What is happening? Where will you be? What time will we be back? Do we know these people? Should we meet them? And I was like, hey, bud. So if your kids are living at home, it's time to recognize that they need that independence. Now, we did establish some boundaries, which I think is good to do. So talk about that. The thing I wish I'd known is we should have talked to her about that way sooner than when we set the boundaries because that wasn't very fair. Yeah. A part of this is, Meg, we are growing up with our children. Our first children, we're growing up with them. Now, will they ever recognize that? Maybe not until if or when they become parents. But the hard truth is the firstborn is a guinea pig in so many ways, not in a bad like medical testing kind of way, but just in in that we are literally growing up with you as a parent. I have never, ever done this. There is actually no handbook, no matter how many books there are in the world. They're not actually the same thing as a manual. Those do not exist. And Exactly. So- that was part of the thing with her is we should have, this is one of the things I wish I'd known, have that conversation before they graduate. Like, hey, you're going to be yeah. living at home. We're going to have some different boundaries. Right. You know, yeah. 
we we did kind of a stair step thing and we had the luxury of doing this because Daisy turned 18 right in the middle of her senior year. So January senior year, she turned 18, but she was still in high school. Mm -hmm. So we kind of started doing more freedom in the sense that she, we didn't have her unless we just kind of had like a loose policy of let us know if you like, for example, if you have plans for the evening so we can accommodate and adjust like, you know, if we were going to ask her to babysit or whatever, yeah, then there's not a conflict there. So just kind of let us know if you've got plans. One thing we did still say is you're still a student in school. So you still have midnight. You have to be with, that's been mm-hmm. our bedtime for the girls for a long time. They don't have to, lay their heads down and go to sleep at midnight, but they have to be in their room with the door closed at midnight. Okay. And so we said, since you're still in school, mm-hmm. that still needs to be the policy. And we just kind of, we never really did have a firm conversation with her about that once school was over. She just kind of, I think in a sense, she kind of liked having that parameter because, yeah. you know, she just kind of knew like that was kind of, it was almost like a comfort thing. Like even if I'm mm-hmm. out or whatever, I need to be home by midnight. But we kind of, once she had graduated, then we had the summer to sort of practice. Yes. You know, this, this more like, okay, you live here. So here, as a person who lives here, who's part of Team Teats, here are some expectations. Yeah. But at the same time, we acknowledge that you are an adult and you mm-hmm. are going to be living in a different time zone soon. So you've got to practice, <laughs> right. you know, making your own choices and decisions. And so it was kind of a good buffer zone before she Which left. Is good. I think that's, that. that's exactly. Something that I encourage people to do now is like, okay, yeah. even if they don't turn 18, yeah, you need yeah. to establish, um, a, a, it's just to me, it's just a respect of the season they're in and showing that right. honor that, okay, I get it. We are in a yes. different situation now, even if you don't like it, even if you don't think they're that mature yet. Well, yeah. too bad. Like, you know, yeah, it, it, we need to show them that we believe in them. And I think one mm-hmm. of those ways is really changing those kind of expectations and stuff. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, other pieces of advice, things that we, that you wish that you had known back then, because if not, I still want to, I still have more questions for no, you. That we can get to yeah. that. No, we go can ahead. get to that after the break if you okay. want, but I was, I was just going to see if there was anything else on the list of what you wish you had known back well, when I think you were I doing wish this I had known time. how hard the adult parenting season would be. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just really, really hard. And I think maybe it's not fully the 18. I don't know, but, um, I just want to encourage you guys. This season can be really hard, um, for a lot of us and not only because we miss them and they're gone, but because things aren't going or the relationships aren't what we hoped and mm-hmm. it's not what we invested 20 whatever years in and the season can be so so hard to watch our kids make decisions and do things so i just i wish i had known how hard adult kids 18 plus would be not because there aren't good things there are some great things that we're going to talk about but it is a when i say this is seismic i really do mean you you just don't have any say anymore mm-hmm. about some things and that can be really tough. Um, yes. So yeah, that that's it. That's all. I, I mean, there's a lot, I, Meg. Sorry, I'm a little emotional, but well, it's an emotional thing. I think you know, and especially for you and I who do still have younger kids at home, it puts everything in perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when when they're younger, then you are thinking about things like how much screen time is too much screen time? How do we make homework uh, more bearable? You know, it's like um, it feels in context, it feels a little lower stakes when they're adults and they're living on their own and they're making decisions. It, the stakes are higher in the sense that the choices they're making yeah. can have a legitimate impact on how their entire lives unfold. Exactly. It, it feels pretty high stakes into transition from being a person who has more control over that to a person mm-hmm. who's sort of on the sidelines as a, a cheerleader and a coach and, and someone who is not out there on the field playing. I, why am I in a football metaphor? I don't know. Maybe because football season's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that brings up something I hadn't thought of, but is dear to my heart for our listeners who only have young children right now. Something I wish I had known before my child was ready to launch is all the things that certain systems and people and people groups and communities told me were such a big deal you need to buckle down on, you need to focus on this and you need to teach this and, you know, all these things. I wish I had realized and known they weren't that big of a deal. Mm, And that I wish I had known sooner to really lean into the relationships and not the shepherding or the training or the teaching of certain Mm. things. And yeah, that cost me as a mom. Um, it cost me a lot and it, it cost my kids a lot. And yeah. so I just want to say if in your heart, you're like, I really feel like I should be doing this, but so-and-so and so-and-so in this system, in this program, in this community, in this faith um, program or whatever is telling me I need to do this. Yeah. Just do what you're, do what you feel like is the gut for what you need yes. to be doing as a mom. And I didn't trust my gut because I come from an abusive home. And so I didn't trust my gut. I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I had such a horrible, like I did so many horrible things in high school and college. I was like, well, how do I avoid that for, for, for my kids? And so I just want to say, I wish I had known sooner that there is no formula that if you do this, plus this, plus this, plus this, you will equal really amazing kids who do the right things and love you. That's not how it works. Yeah. That's not how it works. And yeah. yeah. That's so good. And you know what? That you reminded me of something that I, that has become really important to Kyle and I as Stacey went through her senior year is because neither of us really felt like in our growing up years that we had a lot of support or encouragement to listen to our intuition, to trust our gut. There was, it was much more, I don't know, our parents' generation, I guess, were just more didactic. They're more just like, here's what you should do and, and those types of things. But starting with AC senior year, we really, really emphasized over and over how important it was for her to listen to her intuition, to trust That's her gut great. about things, starting with the college decision. And we, mm-hmm. we would talk with her looking at all the different perspectives, pros and cons and this and that and examining it. But ultimately for every step of these big decisions along the way, we're like, you, you have what you need within you already to know the next right step for you. And we continued that on even when it was like, there was like even some little disappointments along the way in, in the sense of, I, I know this seems silly, 
But um, as a sorority alum, I really had hoped that she was going to go through sorority recruitment and there for a moment, Mm -hmm. like for a couple of weeks after she had decided where she was going to school, she was kind of looking at it and like, oh yeah, I think I might like to do that. And then over the summer, she was like, mom, I just, I don't think that's what I want to do, at least not right now. Like maybe I'll Mm -hmm. do it in the future, but Mm -hmm. I just don't think Mm -hmm. that it's right for me right now. And I hope you're not, I hope that doesn't make you sad. And I was like, yeah, not, I am. I would love for you to have that experience because it was important to me. However, right. Way, way, way more important to me is that you're listening to yourself and you are and understanding that you do have that wisdom that you already need within you to make these big decisions. So I do, I want to, I do want to encourage you and because we, you know, I am, what is it? Eight years older than you, I think. Yeah. Which doesn't sound like a lot until when you factor in like certain influences um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really highly, highly influenced in the 90s by a lot of certain uh, faith-based programs and, and mm-hmm. ministries that really told me that I needed to do it a certain way and different things. And yeah, and we didn't have the internet, so we didn't yeah. have ways All you to had find was your community some more and what your, mm-hmm. Yeah, and what your yeah. community did, yeah. I want to encourage you and the younger moms I'm seeing even – They've learned from our mistakes and they've learned, hey, let's make sure we're doing that. Like, I love watching you lean into your relationship with Daisy. And I love watching younger moms go, wait, wait, wait. Let's equip. Let's make sure we're equipping, not just training or teaching. Because if our children leave our home and they are not equipped, we have not done them a service. So the things that I, I bring you as a, a lot about equipping because that's where I wish I had done better. And, but I'm also seeing parents really take that um, yeah. to, um, to the forefront now. And that's really encouraging. I love that. Well, we are going to end our conversation on a, an awesome note. Mindy is going to tell us some of the joys and things that we have to look forward to about this transition in family life. And we're going to get to that when we come right back. Okay, friends, it's time to talk about one of my very favorite brands that I am constantly just so giddy and delightful about having in our home, and that is Caraway Cookware. Caraway's nonstick kitchenware makes cooking a breeze and cleanup is genuinely stupid easy. Like, I can't even, every single time we use our Caraway pan, I'm like, how? How is it? this easy. I love that with their many collections of their internet famous kitchenware to explore, there's a caraway for every kind of cook. And a non-toxic chemical-free ceramic coating means that you can prepare food with peace of mind, knowing that there's no hard-to-pronounce chemicals that are leaching into your healthy ingredients of what you're preparing for yourself or for your family. And now, Caraway is introducing the Caraway Prep Set, 10 essential knives and utensils designed for chopping better, prepping cleaner, and storing easier. You guys know that in our home, Kyle does a lot of the cooking and he is super picky, super finicky about the cookware that he uses. He wants to know that what he's preparing is going to turn out the way he wants it to, no matter what pan he reaches for. And these days, he is always reaching for our caraway pan because the cooking is such a great experience. And I love, and the kids love, that kitchen cleanup is so easy with our caraway pan. So awesomes, go right now and visit carawayhome.com slash awesome 
Ransom to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off of your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for you awesomes. So visit carawayhome.com slash awesome, or just use code awesome at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Okay, we are back. And Mindy, I did also ask you for a little encouragement <laughs> genuinely as, because here I am like right here at the very beginning of this, I've already gotten to experience some of the very fun stuff. Like when, when I went to Tallahassee with AC to get her moved in, the lead up to that was kind of stressful, the packing and all of that. But once we got there and we were actually doing it, we had so much fun together, genuinely. Aww had fun doing this. And so I I feel like I'm already seeing glimpses of what some of the joys can be. Uh, Like you said, there's definitely stresses because this is such a formative time for like these little pieces of your heart that go out and live in the big bad world. And like, it's, it's really high stakes, but at the same time, there's so much potential for joy to be found in this season too. So I was going to see if you could just give us a little sneak peek of what we have to look forward to in that way. One of my favorite things about watching, um, and I'll, I'll focus on Hannah. Well, it's just both of them, I guess, but Hannah was my first. So mm-hmm. watching her shine in areas that I knew she could shine, but she didn't yet. And that was, that was so beautiful. Like, and then watching her shine in the areas that she was confident in and was super excited to be like, I can do this. Yes. She, she just, oh, you're just so proud of them. And yeah. watching them do that with, you know, in my opinion, in a way, like with no safety net kind of a thing, you know, like, I don't mean like full on danger, but you know what I mean? Like we're their yes. safety net and that's where we're supposed to be until they launch. And, and then yeah. watching them do the tightrope, you know, with no safety net is a really p- powerful thing. And yes. I love that. I also really loved I thought, and I would love to hear down the road if you see this and experience this, I feel like I got to see my kids from other people's views mm, because yes. they weren't, they weren't right here. They weren't with me. And, you know, it didn't have that myopic kind of vision. Instead, I was kind of watching along with Facebook, let's say, or I was watching along with Instagram or mm-hmm. whatever. And, that gave me a whole different perspective of them because they, it was, I didn't know what was going on, right? I didn't know yeah. that when they would post something, I wasn't there. So I was like, oh, or I didn't know it was happening. Like you're, I'm sure you're seeing tons of pictures or whatever. And you're like, oh, she's doing that right now. Mm-hmm. But getting to see that, um, the village vision of my yeah. kid was mm. really, really powerful. And I liked it a lot. I also, one of the other pros is that you get to watch the true power of a village mm. in a way when you're not like, quote, the chief, let's say. Yes. You're, you're watching a village influence and maybe protect and maybe come alongside your kid in a way where they're not asking you for permission. You know, they're right. not like, hey, Meg, can I do? No, they don't. Yeah. They may not even know your name. They may not know where you are. And the village is just embracing your kid. And I think watching that happen, it's just really, really beautiful. Um, I like 
this is going to sound like I'm having popcorn while they make mistakes. And I'm like, see, I told you, that's not what I mean. <laughs> that's not what I mean. Although sometimes you are going to feel that. Okay. That's just like normal. That's normal. Life. Yes. Yeah. When your kid doesn't listen to certain, you know, wisdom you have. Um, yes. And then yes, they fall. Yes. And then you're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Um, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. And, but it, it is really, really powerful because you're not there. Yeah. You're not there saying, I told you so, which we wouldn't do anyway, but they can't even like turn their head to like avoid the look, you know, like right. they're just going to be experiencing it. And then you'll know and down the road and you'll see that they have grown and watching our kids gain wisdom instead of knowledge only is really hard but it is such a pro. Like it is such mm-hmm. a great thing to watch them become wise because wisdom can only be gained through experience. You know, I've heard people talk, that was very wise to a seven-year-old. I'm like, that's not wise. That was smart. Like wisdom yeah. involves experience and and gaining knowledge and putting those things together. And watching that happen is really great. It really is great. Another pro, Meg, is, I mean, you have one less birdie to feed and take care of. And Mm -hmm. while that's a sad thing when you look around the table and their spot is empty, it's also one less little, like a responsibility lift. And it is a kind of reprieve from the load you've been carrying. And that's okay to acknowledge. There's a reason they leave the nest because taking care of me, let's say seven kids when I'm 70 would be a lot to do. Like, you know, they need to go do it. And so there is that, um, which I think is a real pro. Along those lines, I have, it's funny because I have almost felt a little guilty about Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. looking forward to the schedule this coming school year. On the one hand, I will be in the car more because of the (laughs) twins being on a campus again and they're far away from Nico's campus. So there's that, but it's, but it's like a concentrated. It's just like, okay, I do drop off. I do pick up. Daisy's schedule was so, so, so busy with music, especially by her senior year. She had three orchestras she was involved in and not to mention just like social life and activities. And it's almost like (laughs) I have like this gift of time. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like our schedule is like way more open than it was. Um, And I feel like I said, I feel like almost a little guilty about appreciating that. but. At the but same do. time, it is a reality that it it's is a reality. Nice to well, have some time I, back. That's really funny because I specifically wrote down that you're going to have a little more time. And this is a pro for you as a woman, an individual, but it's also a pro for you and your hubby. And yeah. if you have a partner, I want to encourage you to not just keep readjusting that open space of time with more kid stuff and more need to and whatever. I want I mean, yes, you, you, you need to tweak and, and give your other children some more attention because that's a pro for them, right? Yes, Daisy, definitely. Daisy had one-on-one time with you before mm-hmm. they came along. Mm-hmm. One of the pros for them is they get more of your attention because Daisy is not in the nest. And that's a great thing. But yeah. I, I just want to say one of the pros is this is a time also for you to take a breath, Meg, and not fill all that time up with things for the family. allow some of that extra time to be time where you take a breath, where you go to lunch with a friend instead of being at an orchestra performance, you know? Right. And literally you can put on your calendar, 
this is not an orchestra performance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and that way you're like, well, I, if Daisy was here, it'd be an orchestra performance. And it's okay if I'm going to go have lunch with so-and-so now. Um, yeah. And for your spouse, for you guys to have some time mm-hmm. to really make sure you're filling time together. Yeah. Because, and this may sound silly, but... I mean, the research shows divorces increase once all the kids leave the nest. And that's because parents often don't start filling that time with each other gradually as nests empty and they don't have, they don't have connection anymore. So that is a pro. Paul and I never took like a weekend away and stuff together except for our 10th anniversary until Hannah Beth and the older kids were out graduated. And I was like, we can do this now. Like they're adults. Do you know what I mean? And so- Take that time, you know. Um, I also want to say a pro. This is a real time to kind of look back and kind of do some evaluation. Say, okay, what do I want to do differently? What do I want to do differently with my life? What do I want to do differently with my spouse? What do I want to do differently with these other kiddos? What have I learned in the growing up with Daisy Mm -hmm. (laughs) or Mindy growing up with Hannah Beth? What did growing up with Hannah teach me that I want to, I want to change, I want to tweak, or I want to hold on to? And make sure I do, you know, I think that's really important to see this transition as a time to take space to give yourself grace for anything and everything and just really enjoy the pros and the victories and and look at the things that where we've made mistakes and say, okay, I'm going to give myself grace there. I was growing up and I'm going to learn from it and do something different now. That's okay. Oh, I love that. That's so encouraging. And I do think that it kind of eases the the kind of angst of this time a little bit to be able yeah. to think like, now I have this full book of lessons that I learned with this growing up with this first child. And what will that look like to yeah. apply? Of course, all kids being different. But, you know, like there's and, some and that's, overarching that's things. Other, there's yeah. a whole other episode on why oh we don't get to follow a pattern because our I children know. are not the same. But but there there are so many good things and there's so many ways that we can look at this transition as and acknowledge what it is, a transition, yes. not a cutoff. It's a transition into right. a different mindset and season. And what can we grow and get from that? We cannot take away the fact that it is bittersweet. It is bittersweet, but that means it's bitter and it is sweet. So just embrace that and and acknowledge it. Yeah. Oh, this was so good, Mindy. This was so exactly good. what I needed on a oh, personal so level glad. this week, today. This has meant so much to me. So thank you so much for taking the time to share your wisdom with myself Aww. and with our awesome community. I'm glad it helped, Meg. I, I just love you to death and I've been thinking about you a lot. So I'm glad it was helpful. Well, if people want to find you to discover more of like what you're reading, what you're uh-huh. into, what you're up to, yeah. because you do always have something going on, where is the best place we can find you all around the web? I've tried Twitter. I've tried the other things, but Meg, I just can't learn them. So if you want to hang out with me, come over to Instagram. I am there more than any woman should be at Grateful for Grace. <laughs> You have a great fit and a great following on Instagram because you have so much good stuff over there. So I love to see that. Um, I'm getting harder and harder to find on social media these days because it's just like, there's just so much 
3D stuff going on. Yeah, but if but you do want to find me. Is I'm getting to know Catherine a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Catherine like ran that. in this show at, uh, at Sort of Awesome Show for Sort of Awesome. And she's doing such a great job. Oh, thankfully. she is doing such a great st- job. The stories, everything's just really great over there. Yeah, it's it really, really good. Is. Yeah, that's not me though. That's Catherine. But if you want to find me personally, you can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg on social media. You can find Sorta Awesome, the show and what we're up to just by searching Sorta Awesome wherever you are. And again, you know, it's so funny. I know I've mentioned this often. It's so, it brings my heart so much joy and happiness when we have people come and join the hangout. Um, to get into the hangout, you just answer a question like, how did you hear about Sword Awesome Hangout? Most people say, you know, from the podcast, but like every now and again, I'll get somebody who's like, I've been listening to the show since the beginning. I never have joined the hangout, but you convinced me I'm going to come check it out. That is a special kind of joy for me because I just, I want us all to be in one place. And I know Facebook isn't perfect. I wish it were on Facebook, but that's where we are. So, And I just want to say, and Meg does not know I'm going to say this, but Uh (laughs) joining the hangout really, it really is worth being spending time on Facebook to go hang out there. I also just want to encourage you. Meg is so kind and generous. She puts so much time and effort into this show. If you would just consider being a patron, Meg has done something that most podcasters do not do. And being in her community is free, but doing a podcast is not. And I would just encourage you. It's just so affordable to just love on her and support Every everything she does that she spends money to do this. She spends money to do it. And why not just spend $5 a month and be a patron because you will be acknowledging her hard work and then coming out the hangout too. So oh my gosh. Just, I had to do that for you. I'm going to start crying. I did not know you were going to do that. Thank you, Mindy. If you do want to become a superstar, join Mindy. Join many, many of the superstar awesomes who do support the show. Uh, come over to patreon.com slash sword awesome. We'll get you all hooked up. All kinds of awesome bonuses come along with that too. So thank you for that, Mindy. Um, again, check the show notes for the playlist so you can get all of our Midlife with Mindy and Meg episodes. Awesomes, thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.